Welcome to Dessert Before Breakfast, the podcast where we review TV finales to the eyes of someone that's never watched the show. I'm Mike Dorbell, and I have seen none of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm Melanie Germain, and I have seen none of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm special guest star Melody Copeman, and I have seen every episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, hi, Melody. Hi. Fancy seeing you here today. Fancy seeing you here. (laughs) (laughs) We've worked together before uh, on on the video games. That was fun. And I'm glad you could come on our podcast today and talk about this show. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You do things other than work, perhaps? I I do do things other than work. In my free time, uh, I volunteer with a group of artists and engineers at an organization called EDART. The organization uh, has been running for the last 10 years, and they specialize in making giant robots that are powered by renewable energy. Whoa. You may have seen uh, one of the most popular ones is Prosthesis, which is like this giant mech. that you can actually ride in. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. It's in Vancouver, too. It's in Vancouver. Oh, that's cool. So we'll we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Where are they hiding the giant neck? (laughs) Uh, How giant are we talking here? I can be inside of it? I can be Shinji? Yeah, you can be inside of it. (laughs) I'm actually not sure how tall it can get. I want to say about 15 feet tall. Um... It fits inside like a, a giant storage unit. So it's it's still pretty big. Nice. I, I think I have seen that. So we'll, we'll have a link in the show notes um, to oh. that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to see it. What's it called? Uh, prosthesis the anti-robot. Uh, I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, that's that's really, really weird and neat. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, uh, so what do you guys know about the show? Um, okay, so I know that it's based on a comic book. I've read there's a pretty recent comic book, like Archie Horror Comics, and I, I read the first issue of it, and it was pretty neat, but I don't really remember it very well. And I've I've seen like one clip that seems to imply that some characters from the original Sabrina TV series, which I have seen a little bit of, have crossed over into this series somehow this season. But I also wanted to point out that this is like this this show just ended, like just in 2021 ended. So it's, it's it's interesting to be covering something so new uh, when a lot of the shows we cover ended years ago. Mm. Uh, Melanie, what do you think? Uh, I, I used to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a, as a child. Oh, really? Like, were you yeah. were you like a big watcher or did you watch it just a little bit? Or? I, I, I think I watched sporadically, but anytime I it was like one of those shows where if I was grazing the the channels, if I saw it, I kept it on and I watched it. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, the, 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 the aunties and then the cat who was not a real cat. He was a sassy puppet cat. Loved him. Uh, teenage problems. But I'm, I'm, I'm gathering that this show was not like that at all. Like, I feel that it's the horror. Yeah, it's the horror and also like more in line of the Riverdale of like a modernized version of the comic. For sure. Right, right. Yeah. I guess it was from a comic, although I don't think I've ever seen a Sabrina comic. Because, like, I know it's in the Archie universe, but I don't, like, know if I've ever seen a Sabrina comic on the shelf. Like, I don't know if it was popular at all. Like, do you mean the old-timey one? Because I, I used to read, like, you know, when you go to the grocery store with your with your mom and then uh, you are waiting in line for her to pay and then you just, like, grab the Archie comics. Like, there was always Sabrina comics, too. I feel. Was there really? I feel like I've never, like, other than the horror one I saw, I've never seen, like, a Sabrina, like, double digest or anything in, like, a grocery store. I think so. I think it was a thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I okay. could be talking out of my butt right now. Who knows? <laughs> so I, I have a question. Mike said that you thought you might hate the show. Can I ask about that? So it has to do with, man, I don't know if I want to say this. Uh, I watched the first season of Riverdale and I very, I really, really disliked it. Like really disliked it. Like it was hard for me to watch. And just because I know that they're coming kind of from the same angle, I'm assuming that I'm probably not going to like this that much. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of just where. But but um, that being said, I am very open to trying to watch this for sure. Much like Riverdale, I believe it's done by the same production company and both shows are filmed in Vancouver. Yes, I, I know that uh, I know at least one person that has worked on this show. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's a very interesting take on it. Mm hmm. And I'm I, I'm on board with the making it like more horary and magical and stuff. But like Riverdale, just silly Riverdale, just just silly. And I can't it's it hurts. It's it's just hard to watch. I, I don't understand how people watch it. It's, it's so hard to watch. You watch an entire season. of. It. I did watch an entire season of it. And then I was like, <laughs> what, what? What is this? I, I can't. What? Why did she put a wig on and then suddenly become a different person? I don't understand. Is she representing her sister? No, her sister's blonde too. Where does the black wig come in? <laughs> I was, I, it was, I think I need to watch a show like this with somebody who enjoys it, who can explain to me what the deal is, you know? Oh man, that's so weird because that happens to be the format of our podcast and Melody is here. <laughs> so it's great that that worked out. You know out. what? This might work out then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm coming from. But my, I, I'm open. My, my mind is open. I am like a reed in the wind. You know, I can, I, I'll move where the wind takes me <laughs> or whatever. Nice. Was that a good visual for, for you, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yeah, you as a read? Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. <laughs> um, all right, well, we're going to watch the final episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. If you want to watch along at home, it's available to stream on Netflix in Canada. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back. That was an episode that we watched. Uh, Melanie, what'd you think? Okay, I have something to say here. I fucking loved every second of this. I'm Did not you? joking. That was a yeah. It was a good good time. Good time for me. I enjoyed it. Everything was aesthetically pleasing to me. There was a there was a lady with a chainsaw digging that. Missy from Doctor Who was in it twice. I don't know why she was in there twice, but she was in there twice. And art in the intro, freaking cool. I loved it. Is that the comic book? I did recognize the cover of the first comic book in that intro. I just loved the animated intro in general. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, ditto. It was, I was like, okay, you know what? This is showing me that I'm going to be having a good time. And guess what? I had a good time. I enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that because the thing, okay, not like I don't want to compare it too much to Riverdale, but Riverdale is very much about like just regular teenagers being assholes to each other, which is accurate to what teenagers are, I guess. But like, 
it's not fun for me to watch. This was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Witches? Hell yeah. Everyone looked, was cool. <laughs> I loved it. That was amazing. Yeah, there was, uh, like, right at the beginning, there was there was a room with three teenagers all making out together. Yes, uh, there were there were <laughs> yeah. six of them, actually. But <laughs> yeah, or yeah, sorry, yeah, six, six, three couples uh, of teenagers all making out together, which, yeah. by the way, I don't know if I, like, that's, that's a weird thing, right? I don't know. Yeah. I've never I, been like making out with a bunch of other couples in the same room while the TV was on. Like, I don't know. That's a little weird, but okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not that. Maybe there's other people that have had the experience. Maybe they're just cooler than us. I yeah. Maybe they're just cooler than us. I don't know. <laughs> they run in different circles. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back a little bit, the very first thing that jumped out at me was the guy's name was Reverend Lovecraft, which was gotta be a, like a very specific choice like was there like a lot of lovecraftian like lore in this show or is it literally just a reference only in this uh the last season so the last season they had they brought in all these like eldritch terrors to um like i don't know antagonize the the cast and they were all based on like lovecraftian um themes nice mm. it's nice so was there like a cthulhu-ish kind of thing or yeah um so I actually wrote this down. So the I think they had seven different um, Eldridge terrors they had to face against. Uh, so the Void was the last one. The one before they had the Endless, which was like um, things just keep on. Well, it's just endless, endless time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I really particularly enjoyed that episode because uh, that that was the episode where they brought in the old cast of Sabrina and they made it so it's like, oh, this is a TV show that never ends. It's just continually on air. And so the whole thing was just super meta and fun. Right. Um, uh, the one that they had that was like Cthulhu was the weird and they had um, uh, like octopuses that were essentially trying to like take over people's bodies and like return them to the ocean yeah i'm loving this i this is a good time this is great (laughs) i enjoyed this i think going in expecting not to like it also helped with this yeah like it's just way up there for me right now yeah okay why were there two Sabrinas? Yeah. What I get that one was the daughter of Satan and one was the half human. Like, are they the same person that were split? Like, what's going on? Yeah, there? so they're they're essentially the same person. What happened was, um, uh, so this season they talked about Lovecraftian horrors. The previous season, um, Sabrina had to go through this whole, uh, like, th- three, three tasks to try and prove that she could become queen of hell. And in the process of that, they had, like, a time time split uh, where they created two Sabrinas in this, like, time paradox. And one Sabrina decided that she was actually going to be queen of hell and called herself Sabrina Morningstar. And then the other Sabrina said, I just want to have a normal life and just go to school and hang out with my friends. And that was Sabrina Spellman. Um, so they're, they're essentially the same person. But from two um, different timelines, kind of. Yeah, they're from two okay. different timelines. Yeah. Okay. But they had the same past. Yes. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Which like, to me, it's a little bit frustrating, especially with um, uh, Lucifer being like, oh, you're my false daughter. I'm like, they're the same person. Like, come on. <laughs> Let's be real here. Like, yeah. Get over yourself, yeah. dude. Okay. Why? Wait, first, first, let me just say that the guy who played Lucifer 
was really doing it for me. He just looked like he was having so much fun being this really big charactered villain type guy. I was just like really invested in what he was putting out there. Uh, <laughs> and and um, uh, the, the other thing was why 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 was she supposed to be tested to be become queen of hell um oh so her um you you briefly see um caliban uh who he he ends up um challenging her for ruler of hell um i guess to back up even further uh, Lu- lucifer like the devil wanted sabrina to take over as as ruler and I think I'm just trying to remember now. I mean, it's a minute detail. We don't really have to get into <laughs> it, I guess. No, I, th- I think it was something about like her her life and like her friends' lives were going to be in jeopardy if she didn't take up the mantle of of being ruler of hell. Okay, so it was something was something to that effect, right? Like, threatened like a martyr it was a martyr type thing yeah yeah no that's a running theme in sabrina like i have to do this otherwise everything will fall apart yeah yeah the i mean this entire episode is basically just that yeah uh with, but it was really good it was really yeah that was this was well done it was good times i really like so we talked about the void um i really like the fact that they just had the words the void yeah yeah that was really good aesthetically pleasing i was like oh she's in the void it's telling me right there (laughs) yeah like it kind of made me always like oh do they see the words of the void or is that more for us like i don't know that that just seemed like a really neat stylistic choice at least for sure yeah yeah i was i was into it i like how the words just appeared on that wall too and they're like it's here it's like "Eh, (laughs) is it though (laughs) just the words i hear uh yeah and then trinket okay who's trinket man who's that he just like showed up. Yeah, he's a bit of a mystery. He only showed up like two episodes ago with um, another of the Eldritch Horrors. So he had the Imp of the Perverse, which we see at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically just like came up to Father, Father Blackwood and was like, here, you want to like buy one of these? And Father <laughs> Blackwood took the Imp and was like, I'm making this world mine. Um, <laughs> but um yeah, no, he's never really explained. Like he just he shows up for the input the perverse, and then in this episode, and he seems to be helpful, but you don't really know anything more about him. Probably like a neutral type guy, causing havoc by not caring. I guess I don't know. I liked him. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay, let's get into Doctor Faustus. Yeah, that- he started as a head on a platter. <laughs> yeah, and and then a doll like picked him up and took him up places and then the next time we saw him he he was on a body and then with needles the needleman yeah yeah i found that whole sequence a little disturbing but i also like got the sense that because like in the end when they cut him up with the chainsaw that was cool they were like oh we're gonna make sure that that you can't get get back from now on but I, I got the impression that the reason that they separated his head from his body was because something similar had happened prior on the show. Yeah, so it was actually really funny rewatching that scene and realizing, oh, this is probably really gory for people who have no context <laughs> <laughs> for I what's going it. on. I yeah. loved it, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so Faustus uh, was given the mark of Cain, which means he's unkillable. Oh. Um, so... Um, 
people really don't like him because he's been causing, like he's been a villain pretty much throughout the entire show. So they, they cut off his head to try and prevent him from like doing evil stuff. Um, but then they brought his body into his cell and stabbed him with knitting needles to make him like reveal secrets about when, what the next Eldridge horror was going to be. And then I guess they just like left his body to rot there with knitting needles. (laughs) And then he was like still able to control his body to like (laughs) have it like pick up the head. And then like, I guess his body like healed itself when it was like reattached. Um, anyway, pretty gruesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that was actually his body. Yeah, that was actually his body. Why would they just leave it there? That seems like a really bad plan. Okay, well, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You know, now that you mention it, I feel like there's been a number of escape attempts from that cell from people just, like, not dealing with their prisoners correctly. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what am I, a prison guard? Leave me alone, Martha. (laughs) Um, Great. (laughs) Freaking, uh... I really liked him, though. I thought he was... Is he also Zelda's husband? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, like, earlier earlier in the show, um, like, I think it's season two, um, Faustus is the leader of the coven, mm. and Zelda wants to basically get more power, so she marries Faustus uh, in order to be, like, uh, the wife of the high priestess. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay. Cool. For power. That's the right reason to marry somebody, I guess. <laughs> She's like, um, he'll make an excellent combatant in marriage. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I like, I really, I really liked this take on Zelda and Hel- Helga. Helga? Is that it? Hilda. Hilda. Zelda and Hilda. Yes. They were, they were really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them, watching them. I enjoyed watching everybody, actually. I think everybody was really strong like acting wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I kind of want to take a note. Like I, I wasn't expecting to see gore like the gore in hindsight was somewhat tame. Like there was still gore for sure, but it wasn't like R rated gore. It was just like sort of like a, you know, yeah. PG 13 gore, but I wasn't expecting to see gore at all in this show. Really? Like there certainly isn't gore in Riverdale or is there gore in Riverdale? I don't know. <laughs> I kind of expected it with the, I just assumed that it was like a horror, more of a horror take. I, why can't I say that word? horror take horror 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 <laughs> take to like sub, like sabrina so i was expecting it um, yeah but milk there was milk coming out of her body that was cool yeah that was that was a little disturbing for sure i assume that was some sort of magic thing well that that was the void wasn't it that was my interpretation of it is that it's the void like leaking out of her and then when the void is like closed up it just becomes regular it becomes blood, blood. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess he also Riverdale aired on TV and this didn't. This was a specifically a Netflix show, so they probably could get away with more than if it just aired on TV. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, Salem, the cat, the familiar mm-hmm. is not a puppet, but I will say he's a very good actor. Like he just <laughs> like he meowed when they interacted or maybe that was just sound. But like I was into it. I was just like. <laughs> I feel the sass rating off the cat, even though it's not a puppet that's talking to me, you know? It was a clever way to ground the show more, to just be like, oh, well, everyone can explain him. Like, in a you know, in a Chewbacca sort of scenario, yeah. everyone can explain him, but he's not actually speaking, yeah. Right, yeah. No, I loved it. So now was- I rate cats and babies. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I was, um, when I asked you why I thought you would hate this version, I wondered if it was going to be because of Salem, because I know a number of people who I've talked to about the show are like, oh, does the cat talk? The cat doesn't talk? I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Like, cr- making the cat a real cat is a great way to, to like Mike said, ground the show uh, more realistically. Um, but then also having like these really cool supernatural elements like you don't need the sassy cat. The sassy cat was a fun little add on. He was the cherry on top, but you don't necessarily need the cherry there. Now there's sprinkles, you know, like there's other things that you can explain. I don't know. I, I the cat did not make the show for me. You know? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah, I can live without the cat. But there was a cat there, and I appreciated that. You know, there's also a dog there, which was like, was that what? dog? Where's the dog? Like, yeah. Well, it was weird. They were referring to the dog, and I'm like, wait, is that because there was at that was the point where everything seemed kind of off, and we weren't sure why. And I was like, wait, was that dog always there, or was the cat replaced with the dog? I don't know what dog you're referring to. When did the dog? Show yeah, up? at the at the beginning at the beginning of the episode, they uh, they have the dog. Uh, it's Zelda's familiar. Oh, oh, um, okay. But like literally only comes in at, at towards the very end because uh the dog had actually been like i guess dead or just not a part of the series um for most of the show and then um two episodes ago they had one of the eldritch horrors was called uh the returned and they brought a bunch of people back from the dead and one of the people people they got to say was uh zelda's uh old familiar oh that's cute. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's an eldritch horror and it was probably like there was a cost or whatever, like it was a bad thing. But like also it's a little more complicated dog. than that. But oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I assume that's, I assume. that's a, my, my explanation is an oversimplification. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. But it was a yeah. cute dog I'm, and it was worth it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we covered the most important characters, the cat and the dog. So now we can move on to the other lesser important characters. Um, okay. Missy. Sorry. Lilith slash other lady. What's going on there? Is it the same thing as Sabrina Spellman and Morningstar? Like it's a split, split decision thing? No. So um, it's, uh, they're actually two separate people. Um, one is, um, Sabrina's uh, high school teacher, who's like her favorite teacher. And then the other one is uh, Lilith. And so what happens at like the very, very beginning is uh, Lilith comes up from hell, kills the teacher, takes over like her appearance and her role to try and like win Sabrina's trust, uh, which is like a really long winded plan to try and get Sabrina to sign her name in the Book of the Beast. But uh, throughout the show, Lilith tries to like basically become queen of hell. Um, and at some point the teacher gets resurrected. I think actually, I think Lilith resurrects the teacher, um, as like a thank you to Sabrina for helping her get control of hell. Oh, cool. And then, but then she loses it, loses it again because Satan comes back. Yes. Oh, no. So, okay. So she, none of the other kings of hell want to recognize Lilith's power. They say, you're not a morning star. um, So we're not going to listen to you. Oh. Um, And actually that's what brings Sabrina into the fold. Because she's like, okay, well, in order to sort of make it so that the kings of hell don't upsurp Lilith and um, basically overrun 
the human, the mortal realm with demons and like absorb it into hell. Sabrina is like, well, I'm, I'm a morning star because my father is Lucifer. Um, and so, uh, put me on the throne. Yeah. That's how she ends up there. Oh, okay. So she is actually Lucifer's daughter. Yes. So Sabrina's parents weren't able to conceive a child. So they made a deal with the devil and the devil is like one third her parent, I guess. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Co-parenting. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. So she's, so actually she's, she's like one one third mortal, one third witch, and one third like celestial because Lucifer is like nice. a fallen angel. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened to Sabrina's parents? Uh, they they die. Um, it's a car crash. It's a plane crash, actually. Dang it! <laughs> so close. <laughs> oh. Um, and actually, no. So Faustus, Father Blackwood, mm-hmm. has a plot to basically bring down their plane, and that was because Edward Spellman, who's uh, Sabrina Spellman's uh, father. I uh, had a man, basically a witch manifesto to say like, yo, women are dope. You should treat them as equals. <laughs> <laughs> and so Faustus is like, fuck this. And then like crashes the plane. Wow. Okay. Nice. I'm glad that guy is getting chopped to pieces <laughs> by that cool lady. Yeah. Cool. Cool lady is also her daughter or his daughter. It, wait, look, is, is. Faustus's daughter? Yes. Nice. Pr- Prudence. Her name is Prudence. Good the one for you, slashes. Prudence. Yeah. <laughs> that was dope. So would you would would you call this a feminist show? Like, yes. I I. It's not perfect, but I think they're they're you know they're definitely trying to make a stab at it. Nice. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, like even even the bits with uh, Zelda marrying Faustus, like that was definitely like a, no, like women should actually have power, and basically their their coven wasn't recognizing that or acknowledging that, mm-hmm. but like it had been the case under um, Sabrina's dad. Oh. Okay. So. That's so cool. Sabrina's dad was the head of the coven before. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, just to jump back here, would you say that Lilith is an ally then? Because she was at the, like, Sabrina's times two's funeral. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a bit of a, an interesting character because she she flips back and forth between being an ally and being an adversary mm. throughout the show. Uh, like, yeah, for the first two seasons, she's basically trying to get... Uh, She's basically carrying out Satan's will and like that's against Sabrina's. Um, Lilith's main motivation is like she just wants to be queen of hell. Um, And so sometimes that aligns like uh, Sabrina helps her become queen of hell uh, at some point. And so like they're definitely aligned there. And then when Sabrina steps up to be um, queen of hell, uh, she's definitely like allowing Lilith to basically take the reins and like do most of the hell administration like, <laughs> um so but like okay but like at the very at the very end of this we see um lilith um say hey sabrina morningstar is there and she's unarmed right so like that he, she basically opens the doorway for um for Lucifer to come in and try and kill Sabrina, but there, there definitely is like, it, it feels like they're friends. So I don't know. At the very end there, it's it's a bit of a weird. Twist. Yeah, and then she was at the funeral afterwards. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like a love hate thing. It's like real yeah. life. 
It's, she's complicated. Maybe. I think I think it's just, I, I think Lilith is like, I want to be queen above everything else. But like, if we can be friends, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. I think that's nice. that's how I read it anyway. I like this. Women should be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Who only sometimes step on each other, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, should be friends that only sometimes like put each other in mortal danger, you know, when it's convenient for them. Like, I really liked Lilith as a character just for the very short amount of screen time I saw with her. Like when she stabbed Lucifer, I was like, yes, girl, loved it. Uh, <laughs> and then like drank his blood. I was like, you gobble that up. You know, that's freaking <laughs> awesome. You get your powers back. You drink that celestial blood. He's being a dick. But also he was he was doing it for me, man. Like he was just so into being this great big villain guy. And I was like, yes. But also I'm glad you got stabbed. Uh, Yeah, I I had a lot going on in my my mind and my body. I loved it. Yeah. Drinking the blood thing was cool. Yeah, I got to say, like, I think she probably had one of the better parts in the show. Just like, I don't know. Yeah, just totally over the top and like. Ugh, I don't know. I love it's good it. stuff. Villains should always be like that. They, they were just, they were, they, Satan, uh, sorry, Lucifer and uh, Lilith, A++, a freaking amazing. It was great. You know who else was killing it? Uh, the, the cousin guy. I liked him too. Yes. Ambrose. He was cool. I liked the way he held his wand. Very Voldemort-ish. Um, yeah, it was cool. He was cool. Why does he know so much? Uh, Why is he so much old? Like, is he much older? Yes. Yeah. Is he in the show the entire time? Because I've never seen him in any commercials. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah. He's he's kind of like the person that Sabrina goes to when she has questions because he just happens to know, like, so much about everything. I think some of it is, like, he really likes reading and researching. Like, that's a part of his character. He... He was really caught up in like trying to figure out what was happening with the Eldritch Horrors to be able to prepare for them. So he'd done like a bunch of reading on that as well. That's cool. So he's like, um, oh, from Austin Powers, what's his name? Basil Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wonderful comparison. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> That's good. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I really liked him too. Uh, uh, the, the Pinky Sisters. When they did the pinky thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like when they found Sabrina, thanks to Salem, because the familiar thing. And then they go and then they just like locked pinkies and then did magic together. I was like, this is really cute. I really enjoy. Oh, it was just so great. I want to hold pinkies with people again. Oh, this was it was good. They were all cool. I liked those those three sister ladies, whatever their names were. Um, Prudence Roz, who's friends with um, Sabrina and Agatha. I'm trying to remember. There's like there's uh, three in the show that are called like the weird sisters, but one of them dies at some point, And I think it's Dorcas. Um, oh, Dorcas. Yeah, like there's. Yeah, there's three, three witches, and they, they kind of, like, bully Sabrina when she first comes into, like, magic school. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know, we're, we're like, the popular kids, and you don't know shit, so we're going to be mean to you. And they would hold pinkies, too. Oh. But at one point, one of them dies, and then oh. Roz finds out she's a witch, and that she's, like, I don't know, a pretty powerful seer. So they kind of, like, adopt her into their little circle. Nice. So it's, um, is it like a, we, they're like three is a powerful number thing. Is that what that is? Or cause why is there magic like connecting or whatever? Uh, I think in that case it was just to make them stronger. Okay. Um, right. And they're, they're not related to Sabrina at all. No. Okay. 
Got it. Huh. So, sorry, can I jump back for a second? Who was Dorcas? Uh, Dorcas was one of the three weird sisters. Um, and Okay, so that was like her name. Yeah, Dor- Dorcas was her name. So like the, the, uh, the three weird sisters, there's uh, Prudence, who's uh, Father Blackwood's daughter, um, mm-hmm. Dorcas and Agatha, and they don't really get too much character growth in the show. So wait, are they not sisters with each other? <laughs> no. No, they're like chosen sisters. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I think they're supposed to be orphans, but at some point it's revealed that uh, Prudence is actually not an orphan, but she's uh, the daughter of Father Blackwood. So, but then Dorcas is not in this episode or is? No, she dies. Dorcas died. Okay, yeah. (laughs) She did. Sorry. I just, (laughs) she did. (laughs) Sorry, her name is just getting to me. I can't help but think of Monty Python right now. It's like, I know, I know a man named Biggest Dickus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm tired. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, but they were cool. I really liked them. I like how um, they went to go save Sabrina and then almost stabbed her. That that was cool. I yeah. So like, there's something I like about the tone of this show that like it is goofy as fuck. Like it is such a goofy show. Like we talked about the void thing earlier. Mm-hmm. There was the whole thing about how they're like, this isn't a table. It's a sacrificial <laughs> altar. <laughs> Why would you say it that way? It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> It was just so, but like, it was like one of those things where like, there's a table and there's like dishes on it. And then you look as like, oh, it is like a sack, like, like, like you wouldn't have noticed that if you had walked in. I don't know. Um, And then there's, uh, there's a lot of moments where I'm just like, this is funny. And like, but also there's a, there's a part of me like, but is it supposed to be funny or am I just finding it amusing? Because I didn't get any what I sense to be intentional humor from this episode at all. Like all the humor came from like how, how dorky and, and weird it was. You know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think for me, like I I've bought in. So like some of that stuff is a little less ridiculous maybe, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think your sense is right that it's not supposed to be funny. So if you're finding it funny, then (laughs) uh, I don't know. Oh, the other one was, was the, he had like a, a diagram of Sabrina oh, yeah. on the yeah. wall and it was empty and yeah. he points the at it and scan. it's like yeah the scan is like it's empty see <laughs> but I, I think I was like coming from more of like a horror comedy like that's kind of I, I kind of almost exclusively watch horror comedies I was disappointed that there wasn't any like intentional comedy in it even though it was kind of funny yeah I I feel like maybe some of the episodes some of the other episodes are a bit lighter maybe um especially this last season i feel like they're they're leaning more into the like ah it's the end is nigh um yeah yeah i don't know i mean i don't i don't think they intend for the tone to be like silly Mm -hmm. so there's definitely lighter moments but like for the most part i think that they're taking themselves fairly seriously Mm -hmm. yeah i bought into this episode for for real i didn't i didn't I didn't have a chuckle at that like you did, Mike. I was fully invested. Yeah, and you were like, I'm serious. I was like, oh, you're right, it is. <laughs> it is an altar. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I I really liked it. I really liked uh, Sabrina, too. I guess we haven't really talked about her, but yeah. like, she was pragmatic as hell. She was the girl in Mad Men, hey? The little girl? Yes. Hmm. She's awesome. She's amazing. Uh really liked her um 
the sacrifice at the end, like, really got to me. <laughs> I was in tears. That was a bold fucking choice. 100% bold choice to just kill off your main character at the end. Well, I applaud that. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, uh, well, how many other shows do that? You know, how many times have you been like, ah, I feel like this guy should have died at the end. And but like, I'm glad he got his happy ending. And then, <laughs> yeah. I guess, I mean, technically she gets her happy ending in the hereafter when her boyfriend kills himself or does he just die naturally? Yeah, no, he, he killed himself. Uh, see, that's a, that's, that was, that. I don't think that they should have done that. No. Yeah, I mean, especially after like all of the controversy behind that other Netflix show about suicide. Yeah. I don't know. That's a little weird. Well, I don't know. I mean, to, to me, okay, so the first, first time watching this through, I thought they were just, messing with me like i didn't actually i was not convinced that she was dead until they like cut to the hereafter because they have this whole maybe it's just me but they they have this whole other episode before about like all these people rising from the dead and at the time uh we we meet a character who basically is uh in charge of like resurrection and it turns out she was she was uh dating um aunt zelda and so it's like couldn't she just like call in a favor like <laughs> to make that happen and then there's there's also um another resurrection tool that they use earlier in the episode um uh, the cane pit where it's like it's literally a plot of land outside of the spellman's house that you can dump bodies into and then they come back like they have a scene where <laughs> aunt zelda kills uh aunt hilda and it's just like oh whatever she'll be back and like sure enough she is so i'm like how they killed Sabrina, but how much does this actually mean? Like, is that for real? Yeah. Or, but I mean, they had a funeral, so it's like. Yeah, well, there's no. this other thing too, which is that I think I feel like I saw an article recently about how Sabrina was surprise canceled. Like it was, I don't know how sudden it was for them, but there might have actually been a plan to bring her back, and then and then it was canceled, so they just left her dead. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it does work as a really good ending. It does, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. I did I did actually try looking this up before before we had this chat, but um, Yeah, and what and what did you see? Uh, it inconclusive. It doesn't seem like they've officially published anything to say why the show was canceled. Yeah, Netflix like I, I've been reading about like Netflix more recently has kind of come under fire of like Netflix cancels shows just as much, if not more, than any other like network. Like everyone's like, oh, Netflix is the thing that saves shows. Mm -hmm. But really, it's not. It's just like any other network show. And the fact that Sabrina got four seasons is like really good because the average show usually only gets two. Mm. So it, it is a little disappointing that it got canceled, but it's also cool that they got four seasons out of it. At least I'm sure it was a pretty popular show. Like, do you know a lot of people that watched it? Uh, I know some people who watched it. As much as I really loved the the series, I, I don't think it's bad that they canceled it after like four um, episodes because like I, I don't really know where they would have taken it like they had mm -hmm, yeah. the first two seasons were kind of all about like Sabrina trying to avoid like signing her name in the book of the beast and like basically signing away her soul to to the devil and eventually she does and then they have like the next season uh, which was trying to prove that she could be queen of hell and then the season after that which was all about facing these eldritch horrors so it's like I mean, I guess they could continue doing it where they have, I don't know, some kind of like mystical thing that she's fighting every season. But I think it would feel more templatized after after these two last seasons. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's fair. I mean, some things don't need like really long or 
like some things don't need so many seasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to keep the quality of the show and then end it as intended. Absolutely. I, I fully agree. I've, I've, I've seen more shows go past their prime than shows that end when they should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I wanted to, to just talk about the, the moment on that uh, altar that wasn't a table when she's like cut and like the void is coming out of her and stuff. In some other shows we've talked about, I guess, sorry, this is just because we, I listened to the lost episode, um, not to compare or whatever, but, uh, we didn't get to see how they saved everyone. We didn't get to see, uh, like what was going on inside of that void. All we got was like a really good moment where it was her on the table and her aunts there like they didn't even focus on the other girl it was about her and her aunts Mm -hmm. her family and all that stuff that was really great because like i wanted answers of how they were going to save people in the void but at the end it didn't really matter because it was more it it was more about what was going on there and the sacrifice that's when i cried i just wanted to say that (laughs) that's when i cried it was beautiful well done can i Talk about one of my favorite moments, not in this particular episode, but just in the show. Yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. Um, they had, yeah, I think it was a few episodes ago. They had um, two of the kings of hell come up to try and like confront uh, Sabrina's coven. And they they invoke their goddess to try and like smite them. But they kill one of them with the pain of childbirth, <laughs> which I thought was just so great. Like, you just like... <laughs> wow that's amazing so yeah (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that's great yeah like when you ask is it a feminist show i'm like "Mm," i point to that and i'm like yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes question mark i love it what a great Died by the pain of childbirth. And also all the rhyming. I gotta say, all the spells and stuff. I was into it. Like witches could witches be rhyming. They could rap. Yeah, that was that was neat. Is there a Sabrina rap? Uh, not that I'm aware of. If not, there should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh anything else, Melanie? Uh I just wanted to say that Sabrina's tombstone, both of them were amazing and super thick. And <laughs> Shut up. They were. Something you want from a tombstone is that it to be super. You don't want any of those thin tombstone bullshit. Well, it was like, it was, no, it was like cartoonishly thick and then it had like her hair and her band. And I was like, what kind of a tombstone is this? Yeah. And they had it twice. It was great. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that Sabrina Morristow and Sabrina, like, they're the same person. Because, like, then it makes the tombstones, the fact that they had two tombstones, like, kind of weird. Why would what do you what you want them to share a casket? Yeah. They still had two bodies and they had both the bodies there. No, they didn't. Yeah, they they got one back from space. Right. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah. right. You're yeah, right. They, they remembered did. to get Pandora's box. It was frozen. But you know what? You're right. You're right. No, Mike, you you're totally right. You should have sandwiched them together, put them in one coffin, and then just put them and then put Sabrina times two on the tombstone. Like, keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also it's weird because when Sabrina died, she was in Morningstar's body. So then which I guess she would still go under the Sabrina. From space. 
Space Sabrina. So, so Space Sabrina is in. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. Actually, now that I think about it, it's cool. Well, maybe they didn't do it that way. Maybe the one who has like this big old scar on their chest is the 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 Spellman one now. Yeah, I don't know. Does it matter? They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Just put one in one and one in the other. You know. Um, I will say with the the headbands on the tombstones. Uh, or the hair, it was because, like, they differentiated them between, like, the black headband and a red headband for oh. the different characters. So I think that that's kind of what they were trying to okay. get at. With. That's a cool little touch. I mean, it is a little bit strange. Like, you don't really need to know your yeah. hair style on a tombstone, but <laughs> they made that choice. So... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> when I a- die, you have to put all my haircuts on my tombstone. Well, it's just so you could... You could tell them apart when you were like mourning. You'd go up to it and be like, oh, right, this haircut. Okay, yeah, I know which Sabrina this is now. <laughs> just like... Why would they just look at the name? <laughs> well, technically, they had the same name and then one chose a different name. So I guess it could be confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melody, do you want to talk about what the show means to you? And Yeah, I mean, okay, so I didn't see any of uh, the original Sabrina, like, back in the 1996 TV series. Uh, I knew it was about a witch when I went into it. Um, And I wasn't sure because it felt kind of like a teen drama, which I'm not super into. Um, But me me and one of my really good friends started watching this show. And I I just absolutely loved that, like, you know, it's it's for the most part, it is kind of like a teen drama. And then especially towards the, the earlier episodes, It'd just have like these like two minutes of just fucking horror. You're just like, <laughs> where did that come from? This is such a contrast to everything else. Um, and I don't know. It just it just totally pulled me in. And I, I love the I don't know. Yeah. All the, the spells and um, the yeah. lore that they they sort of tease out of this this universe. It's it's really quite nice. I liked it. Cool. Yeah, I I am not in the same boat as Melanie. I didn't love this. But I, I feel like from what I recognize, first of all, it was it was definitely different than a lot of the shows we've covered. And the fact that I wasn't confused by what was going on, I just wasn't really invested, which is granted going to happen sometimes when you just jump in on the last episode <laughs> of the series and don't really have any of the history. But for me, I feel like I would have needed the history to feel more invested in these characters for sure. Um, I liked the the cheesiness, the goofiness of it, um, but it wasn't enough to really really sway me on like like loving the sh- the episode in general and, and like it is interesting here melanie's like i i was completely like to get left field but by melanie enjoying this i was not expecting that at all yeah me too ditto <laughs> 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 i was like oh 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 i like this this is great yeah <clears throat> so i guess for me i i would probably give this episode like sixth Thick tombstones out of ten. <laughs> Curse you! That was my thing. Oh really? Oh no! That was that was my bit, you bastard. Uh, okay, hold on. <laughs> oh man, you know I really enjoyed this. Like su- surprisingly, I really, really, really enjoyed this. Uh, I would a hundred percent watch it. I'm probably gonna go watch it after I finished Neon Be- Genesis whatever uh and uh yeah i i I just this was this was like um a solid nine out of ten chainsaws (laughs) that you use to cut your dad up (laughs) nice nice oh now i have to give a funny rating (laughs) 
Or you could just give a rating. It doesn't have to be funny. No, no, no. This is an expectation of the guests. You know what? It's, no, this is, but it's also kind of meta in a way because this show doesn't have to be funny, but it is. So your rating doesn't have to be funny, but it, it could be. It was funny to you, Michael. I was invested. <laughs> How dare you? When she died, I was like, oh, no, she died. Oh, she's in the afterlife. It was a good moment. There was a lot of good moments. And then I was like, oh, her boyfriend killed himself. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was That's not great. <laughs> I will give it uh, eight for eight Eldridge horrors. Ooh, nice. I like that. No, I, I, I dock <laughs> it a few points for me having to go through some of the teen cringiness. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I can't. I mean, I did. See, and that's I, that's like full on why I can't stand Riverdale. It's just that. It's just the teen cringiness, you know? Yeah. I can't stand it. So the fact that this episode didn't have a lot of teen cringiness, too, was just like, yay <laughs> for me. If you were to, to to quantify teen cringiness, like, is this one of the worst episodes, one of the best episodes, somewhere in between? Oh, for teen cringiness? Uh, it's pretty low. It's pretty low compared to the other. I mean, like, OK, I think I think this one for me probably had about like, say, five percent of the episode had a little bit of teen cringe. Yeah. Um, and I would say on average, it's probably like 15 to 20%. And that like another 10% just straight up horror. And then like, I don't know, the rest is just like tomfoolery. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, tomfoolery. I don't know if I would go back and like, we have a lot of shows that we've said I would go back and watch. I don't know if this would be one of those shows. Um, I do, again, I do kind of recognize that I very clearly am in the camp of, I probably would have been more invested if I understood the history, but I'm not really sure if I saw enough that would really make me want to go back and watch it. I, I feel like at least the poll for me on this show, when I started watching it was just trying to figure out what Sabrina was going to do next. So like, if you kind of already have all the answers, I don't know that it would string you along in the same way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do kind of want to watch the weird like crossover episode though. Like I'm very intrigued by that. Yes. I actually think you would really, really appreciate that. It's yeah. meta and strange and it's, it's excellent. Nice. Thanks for coming, Melody. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Melody, this was really fun. Thank you so much for guiding us through this. Re I really liked this episode. I really liked it. Thank you for guiding us through and answering my stupid questions. Yes. Thanks for being our, our Dr. Lovecraft for this episode. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> thank you for being our Dr. Lovecraft. <laughs> what? Isn't that, that wasn't it Father Lovecraft, <laughs> first of all? <laughs> Dessert Before Breakfast is hosted by Mike Dorval and Melanie Germain. Editing by me, Callan Dorval. Music by The Brass Action. You can leave us a voice message at the link in the description or email us at dessertbeforebreakfast at gmail.com. 